0: guys looks like things are live and ready to go what's going on everyone and welcome to the xbox roundtable podcast this is episode number 168 your place on sunday nights for primetime xbox news and more from all around the game industry i am your host invader and we've got a lot of things to discuss and get into Number one, of course, is Xbox recently reversing their decision to increase the price of Xbox Live Gold. Quite the interesting situation there. <laughs> uh, as well, we're going to go into further details about Japanese, uh, a, a Japanese developer really wanting to work with Xbox again, along with some unannounced games that seem to be, uh, well, kind of hidden right now and uh, waiting to be announced. So. We got a lot on the docket tonight, but first, let me introduce everyone on the panel. And joining us tonight is the host of the We Bleed Green podcast. Please welcome Dirt Griggity. Hey, buddy, how you doing?
1: Hey, man, what's going on? Thank you for the invite, man. I truly appreciate it.
0: Yeah, man, uh welcome to have you aboard tonight. I really I cannot wait to uh hear your your input on everything. I know you're really dialed in on all the uh the topics that we got going in tonight, especially the first one. Um <laughs>
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah, but uh no, that crew that you got there as I was talking about before, before the show on Weebly Green, you guys like I listen to you guys every was it Monday night? You guys have a solid solid crew there.
1: Uh thank you, man. I'm- appreciate that, and I truly appreciate that.
0: Mm-hmm. Anytime, brother. All right, moving on to the TXR regulars. Uh, time to do some intros, starting with Tim Dog. Hey, Tim Bud, uh, how you doing, brother?
2: Doing great. Very happy that Grigity's here. Uh, he has one of the best podcasts going. We Bleed Green, a uh, very fun and uh, interactive podcast that uh, you all should check out. Uh, and he's also a fine gentleman. Um, been friends with him for a while uh he's a really good gamer and uh, really happy to have him on the podcast and uh, uh good, good week because uh, we we're gonna have a lot to talk about so very happy that uh, he's here and um let's get at it i love his thank you. thumbnails They're always oh thank you <laughs> yeah I, 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 thank I, you. I like when they do the twitter stuff too when they read the twitter i love that, <laughs> that segment. yeah yeah uh, thanks appreciate
0: it yeah totally entertaining there dirt all right, moving on down the list. Uh, my friend Eric Shockley buddy, what's new and exciting?
3: Hey, what's up? Yeah, not much. I mean, other than I guess Microsoft made the this podcast a little bit more uh <laughs> gave us a, l- a little more topics this week and not mm-hmm. much else going on. Um but yeah, not much. Just a, oh, I just lost my almost had a fall guys crown and it's uh I'm, ne- I'm probably never going to get one cuz there's so many tryhards now, but it's like it was down to the last 3 and it was so close. But yeah, just been casually uh laying back today, just playing some, uh, you know, easy games, not nothing too uh, hectic.
0: All right? Right? Yeah, I haven't gotten into fall guys yet. I'm still waiting for it to uh, kick into Xbox game Pass uh, whenever it drops. but uh, I want to see what the fall Guys crack is all about. Oh yeah,
3: there was that uh, what that fall guys coming to game pass tweet that then they were like, uh no, it's not coming. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I guess so. Oh, still, eventually you watch. It'll be a, uh, a control situation. <laughs> It'll yeah, come a year in a few later. Months. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, and last but not least for tonight, Centurion, the Phoenix Sun. What's happening?
4: Oh, not much, man. It's just Sunday night, time for TXR, and I am ready to talk about games and other fun, positive stuff with some amazing guys
0: games txr really oh i never would have thought that oh thanks buddy <laughs> well,
4: I, well i did get at first confused there was times i thought this this was political but but no that's, I, I
0: i don't know <laughs> well don't worry you have to worry about that well, that's right now <laughs> yeah, that's yeah right right <laughs> all right yeah good stuff there centurion yeah uh we definitely got lots of games related Stuff to talk about, but before we get into things, just a reminder to everyone listening in that TXR is on many different audio platforms such as iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Definitely consider checking them out for your TXR on the go, fellas. I know everybody can't tune in live, or you know, they you you guys are traveling somewhere and you need you know, you want to get your TXR fixed, so definitely consider any of those uh, podcasting audio uh, options down in the comment section below. Okay, fellas, we will move straight into our first topic, and I already kind of hinted at it. And this past Friday, Microsoft made, well, a lot of noise, you could say. They made a bit of an oopsie. And honestly, it was for all the wrong reasons. And in an Xbox Wire post, the Live team announced that the cost for Xbox Live would be increasing now over the course of the same day there was a massive amount of outrage towards this move and a lot of it was from the consumers but of course it made its way to different uh, gaming outlets and so on and later on the day microsoft sent out an apology of sorts stating that they messed up and they reversed their decision to increase the price of xbox live gold which is hey it's great right I was certainly happy to see them quickly change their mind, but, you know, I'm curious to see what the other panel members think about this. Now, Dirt, I'll start off with you, buddy. Mm-hmm. i like to start off with the guest. What do you think about Xbox changing its position so quickly?
1: Well, I feel that uh, because they did it so quickly, in my opinion, that meant that they saw all of the feedback they saw all of the the upset xbox fans they saw all of the playstation guys making fun of it they saw the media i really believe feel that they saw that and they thought oh my god we don't want 2013 again and you know i really you know i mean because the turnaround was so quick you know it was so quick it was like it wasn't even the full 24 hours was it i mean they just all of a no. sudden fixed it and said we're sorry and, Say, you know what, those free-to-play games is actually free-to-play now. And um, I think that's exactly what happened, man. They just didn't want that bad pub um, because they have a little momentum. They've done some great things at the beginning of this generation. And they didn't want, man, because that would have really hurt all of the momentum that they have right now. And uh, I'm glad that they so quickly because they would have waited a couple of weeks maybe it wouldn't have meant as much but because it was so quick i i think that proved that they really you know knew that they messed up in my opinion
0: mm-hmm. right and i think a lot of people were just taken by surprise by this because again it's the mm-hmm. at the end of the week it's a friday uh it came out of nowhere really and you're just and people are like really you guys are doing this when people are kind of like struggling financially because of you know the whole global situation going on right now and you guys are choosing this time to do this it just it doesn't didn't really well a lot of people just thought that it didn't really fit right obviously um especially with xbox being more of a uh i guess there's an image right now of a more consumer-friendly xbox where the you know, some of the executives are really dialed into the fans, so I guess it just caught a lot of people off guard with this announcement, and it just kind of spiraled out of control and into rage. And thankfully, they listened, right?
2: A hundred percent. I have to say, shout out to the Xbox community. Um, uh, we totally went bananas. Some more than others. Uh, you know, they they did this uh, announcement on a Friday and. The old adage is you put bad news on a Friday because it's the last day of the week, last day of the press cycle, and uh, that's when you do it, um, and they did, but uh, it didn't uh, It didn't work because uh, basically Xbox fans and, um, you know, Sony guys obviously were having their fun with it, but uh, you know, prominent Xbox guys, whether it be Cloverall, Colt, um, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, you know, everyone pretty much on this podcast, uh, you know, Griggity, every everyone. I, I didn't see many Xbox fans really trying to defend this. Um, even though it was grandfathered in and some of the stuff uh, they didn't really explain well or people didn't know, uh, the Xbox community came out really strong and um, we were heard. And uh, from what I gather, uh, you know, this falls directly on Phil, obviously. Uh, but I don't know necessarily if this was something that Phil really, uh, you know, uh, I think he, may, he he sometimes delegates responsibility by, uh, you know, people and expects things to go a certain way uh, by people doing their jobs. Um, but I could tell you this much that when this happens, uh, Xbox, basically from what I gathered from people within uh were very frustrated with themselves they said things like uh unforced mistakes and uh, self-inflicted uh mistakes are extremely frustrating and um you know uh they were very uh aware of the response they were upset and you know they know that they got a good things going and the last thing you need is bad optics especially during a pandemic um and uh, i think that that's why they pushed the free to play uh announcement i think that was in the works um but you know they pushed that out to just say you know we hear you and uh this is uh it was uh, i'm just really happy that the community came out the way it did and we know we have a voice uh, unlike anybody else in the gaming industry you know we talk to executives uh everyone on this podcast has been heard everyone they listen to our shows they they know who we are and uh you know uh that's uncommon and yeah it was a tone deaf stupid move they acted fast though and uh you know uh it definitely points out that we um we have a platform whether it be twitter or wherever and uh it worked out, uh, but, you know, they really uh, kind of a crisis averted here because, uh, you know, you shouldn't be doing stuff like that, especially, like Riggity said, with the momentum that they, they have and they're doing, with all the great things that they're doing, it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot. Right. And, um, again, I just can't. Proud of uh, the Xbox community. Uh, we're the best, and uh, it showed. We didn't stand for it. We didn't take it. Uh, there was absolute, you know, uh, pandemonium. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, I, I for one, uh, was surprised they pushed it back so fast. Uh, but they did the they did the right thing, and I'm happy they did it. Right, uh, absolutely. Would
4: I be allowed to play devil's
0: advocate? I go right ahead, brother. As we were
4: saying <laughs> uh, earlier in the pre-show, it's technically my job. To make sure that the company I work for makes a lot of money. And the question that I have to play devil's advocate, because yes, it was tone deaf, it wasn't rolled out right, in my opinion, but why is it not okay for them to raise the price over time on a product that actually has a premium quality to it compared to most of its competitors, a reliability, and um, in Inge- um, ingenuity basically pushing the envelope uh, Microsoft is uh, experimenting with putting servers on the bottom of the ocean because it's cold enough down there to actually uh, keep these things running at a co- at the temperature they need to um, A lot of costs associated with uh, running server farms is paying the AC bill um, some of these some of these server rooms are on the scale of just industrial sized refrigerators because you know think of your series X, but big enough to fit in a room, and then you put a lot of them in there. Imagine the, I, I mean, it gets hot in here running my consoles alone. I can only imagine what it takes to actually properly cool these machines. Um, I look at it from the perspective of the price of it's inevitably going to go up whether we want it to or not. Look at Netflix, look at any service at all. I understand what PC has, but I'm going to say right now. Even PC's days of not paying for this and not paying for that are numbered. They don't, they don't get up. At, um, the in- network engineers that go to work every single morning to maintain the systems that we use every day and to hang out with our friends, they're not waking up every single day going, God, I want to make sure Centurion can play Call of Duty with his buddies. No, they're getting up wanting a paycheck just like we do every single day. And they all need more money just like all of us. And so I can understand and accept the fact that these subscription services, these these systems that we love and enjoy and that we pay for are inherently going to cost more over time because that's regrettably just something that happens whether we like it or not. It was completely rolled out wrong. It shouldn't have been a double up on the price. They should have figured out a way to... Uh, uh, gradually raise the price over time over a number of years that would be acceptable to them without doubling the price Um, and they also should have taken into account that we are technically in a pandemic so was it the right time to roll out a price raise at all Um, but that's where I at least can accept the fact that Xbox does have the right to raise the price on these services
2: well, to, to, I, I understand what you're saying, and, and you make a lot of good points, but to me, listen, I think the overall idea of this was to basically uh, kind of push you
4: to ultimate. Um, they basically want everyone on the cloud. Uh, oh, obviously. With- I, I, I will not interrupt. I couldn't even see. I was like, there's no value like you right, doubled the exactly. price there's no value like what what are you doing that was the one thing i was like wow you technically created no value yeah it, it didn't make any sense
2: and then you have this great service in uh, in uh you know Xbox ultimate where you know uh, their, their their listen their end goal is to have everyone play uh, pay in the netflix style uh oh, yeah. 14.99 a month uh gig with right. no no just
4: like it just takes your card that's the end and that's why the to... eventually we're going to see most most of my argument I think is more towards game pass you right. know like the amount of quality and stuff we're getting out of game pass I mean like it's beautiful and, and it's only they... a matter of time before a price increase is going to be necessary to maintain it
2: right but from what I've heard they don't you know. they don't want they don't want to raise the prices of uh of of ultimate they want basically they want people pigeonholed into that and this was just a very bad way of doing that oh yeah uh, mm-hmm. and you know you look at their you look at their their roadmap and they want to be basically be able to give you a game a month pretty much and that's going to solidify that 1499 purchase and uh everyone's happy and everyone's making money and yeah. i think that that's their end goal but uh, like you said, you know, uh it is a premium product and they just really went about it wrong. They didn't even oh, explain yeah. how they, but, didn't, they didn't understand the grandfathering either. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. Hey, let me
1: say something right quick. Just, I think it just it wasn't that they raised the prices. I think if it would have been a little ten dollar extra a year or even twenty dollars extra a year, most people, not everybody would have liked it, but it they wouldn't have been, been that. sony's been
3: doing yeah that. yeah, yeah. You're, you're true I,
1: yeah i mean cuz netflix go up you know period yeah exactly but for them to double it that was the biggest issue like wow you guys are doubling the price of it and i think that's what really rubbed everybody the wrong way they
4: let's doubled have, it <laughs> now let's, let's also play a little fun with it also to kind of like poke fun at the other guys uh dirt and tim dog let's also technically um if we go off of console logic xbox has a very small install base compared to other install bases how the hell does our little teeny install base achieve stuff like this meanwhile you guys you know thunderously applause yes charge me for psn and then oh here's your 70 dollars games too oh great yes please give us more like really come on Apparently, we all know there's yeah. more of you than us Why 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 are we over here? You know, getting things done, and you guys are just like putting your hands out. Come on, give us more.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, they justify it because, (laughs) excuse me, you know, because they have the better multi. I'm what better first party games right now. So they say, yo, we have games over here, so everything else is okay. But you know, I don't want to
3: take too many shots. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was funny though when it was announced because I was just to myself. I'm like. (laughs) You guys aren't going to stick with this. You could just tell from the, ba- the amount of backlash they're getting. I'm like, this is just going to get yeah, yeah, rolled yeah. back. But it's, it's just sad because it's like you roll you roll it back. You do this, and it's all self-inflicted, like you said. Um, but just doing that you, just brings on so much bad PR. And some people are – it's just going to be like 2013 again. It's going to be months from now, and people are going to say, you know, live is like $120. People will still be misinformed. Because they printed mm-hmm. cards, even so, it wasn't like a conspiracy right. theory. They printed yeah. freaking cards and shipped them everywhere. Um, so it, it was just fast. funny.
2: They did act very fast, and I think that you're right. The type of that type of stuff can linger, but the the way they acted and the way they 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 handled it, um, it actually, in a way, kind of. Uh, You know, it kind of was like they kind of they avoided it, and you know, it does look like they listen to the community, and we do have a voice. And you know, um, you know, I mean, I brought up the same thing about seventy dollars games. Now, listen, I don't mind seventy dollars when it's a triple A game, but when you have a game like uh, Returnal Returnal. or or Destruction All Stars, Mm -hmm. even though it's going into the plus and it's it's seventy dollars, yeah. They're, they're, that and, and then you have on the Xbox side where you can get medium, um, you know, day one and Game Pass. Uh, you know, that, that does draw, uh, you know, a, a little bit of reflection on that. And I mean, the last Sony guys are getting upset about that, but uh, the fact is, is that listen. Um, they don't have the relationship with their community and their, you know, Sony that we have with Xbox, uh, Xbox listens to its fans and, um, you know, know, we're directly in contact with some of the executives and, uh, you know, um, that's not to say that Xbox doesn't do stupid things, because this was very stupid.
3: I wonder if and, Jason Schreier will ever find out, like, really whose decision it was. That'd be interesting. Because it, it just seems so well, out of left field to, sh- to go from, to you know, 60 to 120. It's almost, it's as dumbfounding as when yeah. you heard about the Xbox One can't work without the Kinect plugged into it. It's it's almost <laughs> worse than that. <laughs> like, how, yeah, and especially how is when
2: 120 just like that? Yeah. especially when there's no free-to-play too like mm-hmm. you know you're gonna, right. you're gonna, gonna release... play fortnite 120 yeah you know so
0: well yeah that's actually a good uh comment there tim because uh again when they when they made this announcement at first there was nothing added right there was no features or services added just a straight up uh you know the cost was going Or up. like
3: xbox one games you keep those two now like the 360 or something like mm-hmm yeah. I thought same. they
4: were going to try to put some, I was, sorry, I was just going to say, I thought they were going to try to put some watered down version of Game Pass or something to try to to justify it, because we all know Game Pass Ultimate ha- comes with the Game Pass Ultimate perks, it gives you added DLC, so I figured they were just going to try to somehow, you know, push it just into some kind of like watered down version of Game Pass, I was completely mind blown, I was just like here it is, this is just Xbox Live. I'm like, wow, no added value at all. That's probably not yeah. going to go over well.
0: Mm-hmm. And as soon as they made their apology, they added in, uh, they announced that free-to-play games would be free, uh, but coming in a few months. So I'm kind of wondering if, you know. again, this is a, a fast reaction to the bad PR, but I'm kind of wondering if, again, they were saving this announcement for a couple of months from now, and then they realized, well, how can we you know, make this up and sweeten the uh, reaction, right. right? So
3: yeah, Z Huge yeah. was saying it was it was like that part was in works. It wasn't just like, yeah. oh, hey, we got it now. The them announcing it right there was probably because of the situation, but at least they had, yeah. hadn't already announced yeah. it, so they had something to say like, hey, we're reversing it and we're doing mm-hmm. this now. Yeah, like we're like sorry, <laughs> like we're
1: sorry. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Uh
2: yeah, it's a charter, But especially it was also a very bitter pill to swallow because I think everyone on this podcast thought we were going to be losing the gold altogether for free. <laughs> so it was like you went from now 60 to 120 and we thought it was going away. So it was definitely a crazy yeah. situation. Did anybody
4: see next month's games with gold? Yeah. Now, yes. I, I, is it just me, plus. but did it just seem like all of a sudden, like, I know it's not a great value jump. Hell, they're giving you Gears 5 again, but did it just seem like all of a sudden there was just a slight little value jump in the games? Is it just we, me, or? Slight, slightly. Yeah, I mean, it's like, just slightly like, better it's like than last.
3: months, really. <laughs>
4: well, they gave five us five
3: games, now.
0: right? So a lot of people, because I didn't see anything... Like any information about the uh, the jump in the game, so a lot of people are wondering. Well, is this worth what they're going to be doing for gold going forward with five games now, or is it just like padding because of this announcement?
4: Well, I, for me, it was just the games. Act, some of the games actually caught my eye. I was like, oh, All right. I'll have to, I'll have to make a <laughs> mental note to grab that one. Like I normally I don't do that.
0: Yeah, they have Resident Evil, Dandora gears 5 lost planet 2 and there's an indiana jones game in there and Mm -hmm. i'll be honest with you i mean for the most part like some of these games i was like all right that's you know that's pretty good resident evil lost planet 2 gears 5 you know there's some good stuff here i'm not gonna lie i mean it's it's one of the better months that we've had because
4: i'm the only one that's gonna be there like minute one for dora <laughs> well it could be a good <laughs> yeah. game. I'm not knocking it. I'm not yeah, knocking I'm just, it by any means. Yeah, no, I'm not.
0: But just the, the standout <laughs> titles that are there, of course I'm gonna list
4: them. Oh dude, like even if yeah, I'm like even like I think it's funny, they talk about Indiana Jones, all of a sudden an in, original Xbox One Indiana Jones game pops up. I was like, Oh man, that's actually gonna be fun playing. Cause I'm like yeah. When was the last time you actually could think of an Indiana Jones game? I'm like, it was so long ago, he was like, Hell, I'll play it right now just to say I did it.
0: hmm all right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We have a $5 super chat from Dead Planet. Thank you very much, bud. If Xbox thought the backlash from gold was bad, wait until they see the reaction to Bethesda games being multi-plat. Can't rule them out. Uh, can't rule out them uh,
3: being tone deaf. <laughs> I mean, possibly. I don't possibly. think will any backlash from that, other than just like kind of like how the uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, like other than people just saying, oh, they, you know, hate exclusives. But it, it, it'll be hard to say that when you see all these timed exclusives from PlayStation, like, because they've bombarded that, like, people been reporting.
4: They have yeah. a lot of those he on
3: lockdown, so...
2: Two two games from Bethesda, too. So it's like if Bethesda wants and to And Final play this-
3: Fantasy, so it's like, they basically are doing the same thing. You don't hear a single article about how that's bad, that Final Fantasy is going to be a time exclusive, like Rise of the Tomb Raider was, so...
4: Mm-hmm. um and are
3: first their first party so it's like if anything they they bought them hey you know they they're our first party it's not like we're locking down we're developing and investing in this company
4: um so also mm-hmm. speaking of exclusives do you mind if i just ask one random question invader yeah is anybody uh checked out the uh i need to still do it but has anybody checked out the uh, ps5 um resident evil demo apparently that's only on there
0: Oh uh, no! Mm. Not yet. I don't, know. I don't have my PS5 yet. So Ugh. I yeah, got a I PS5, a but I don't have it. I don't. I didn't download it yet.
4: Yeah, this was like so. Yeah, know, they're still doing stuff like that right now. The demo is exclusive oh. to PS5. Uh, they're going to uh, come out with another demo later on, but it's not going to be the same one. Um, so right. that's yeah. Even the like, I don't see anybody getting up in arms over that. Heck, it's even going on the under the radar. I didn't know until uh. I watched the uh the Resident Evil uh little showcase that they had showing the game.
3: It was a gorgeous tech demo of just like walking through like a haunted man. Yeah, they
4: said there's no combat. You're just walking through the they want to show did, like, the tech. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah. No, actually I-, I did catch that. I watched it later on and it looked pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, like Shockshed said, uh, it's very much seems like a tech demo, but at the same time, it got me intrigued, um, by the dialogue and just, uh, the environment and some of the characters that they showed off. So yeah, I definitely, I'm curious to see more of this game. Um, just to add on to this Xbox Live Gold, uh, controversy, um, I had heard, like, going through all the comments, because, again, there was a whole bunch of things being said. I had heard that this was, like, some kind of a 3D, 4D chess move by Microsoft to uh, make them look, like, really good after... Again, just you know, the first they put out some bad p- publicity and then they come out swinging, being like, Oh, hey, we're super consumer friendly. And I'm just like,
3: No, it was just a bad move. <laughs> you could say that if they hadn't printed out all right. those cards, mm-hmm. like yeah. maybe then you're yeah, like, Oh, maybe they did move. do that. I'm like, Oh, they wouldn't have shipped and printed those cards that are those are still going to be on shelves. Somebody's going to like, you know, not take them off, and people are still going to get confused. Wait, it's six months for $60 you know, that's still going to confuse some consumers out there, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: And let me say this right quick. Um, I was proud, like Tim said, I was proud of the Xbox community, because there are some guys that I wasn't you know, those guys usually always you know, kind of say Xbox does no wrong, like most of their thoughts and opinions, and some of those guys were even like, yo, this is wrong, Microsoft. And of course there were still some blind fanboys that was like, I'm okay with it. Uh, But I saw, you know, uh, uh, like the community as a whole, I'm going to say this, even though the PlayStation guys were making fun of the whole situation, um, those guys making fun of it. I know Xbox saw those things. I know they saw those things. And so I want to say the community as a whole, the Xbox fans, of course, it was more about us, you know, saying that we didn't, we didn't like it. I, I didn't like it. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous to double the uh, the annual price and i will say that the community as a whole did contribute to xbox you know changing their plans on it
0: Mm -hmm, right right and again guys i don't want to gang up on microsoft so much because they have done a lot of good Mm -hmm. learning from what they did from 2013 and it it does seem like i will say that media outlets are way more aggressive towards Xbox and Microsoft than towards other platforms. Uh,
4: I, I, just Here they think, are. I think Here you they can are. voice your complaints about um, a business or anybody doing anything in a very respectable, respectable, professional manner without having to basically put F Xbox on your Twitter account.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. with a Long nose or some type of crazy stuff that you see. But, you know, um, yeah, Xbox definitely, uh, you know, they're in the predicament that they are in from prior mistakes. But, um, you know, you just, just they, the thing that annoys me is that they do have these tone deaf moments. And uh, I think that they realize it internally. Um, I think that the higher ups are very upset uh, still um how it got uh you know triggered or how it got passed and and you know uh hitting the 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 wire like that uh i don't know but you know you can't have those these type of things happen you have to be able to understand the gamer and you know somebody brought up the bethesda deal uh listen I think if some games are are on PlayStation and they're whatever timed, I don't really have a problem with that. But we are on Xbox and we give our money for Xbox um, because we want them to make great games and, you know, in a way to be exclusive to us as gamers. And um, it just doesn't make any sense for them to you know, uh, put their games on PlayStation and act like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter or try to get money from uh, Sony in that aspect. They have to, uh, you know, with that situation, they can't be tone deaf. They have to be uh, smart about that. You have to, in a way, make Xbox fans feel uh, good about owning an Xbox Series X. You know, you can't just you can't, uh, for lack of a better words, <laughs> the now. You have to have exclusivity, and uh, it's going to be interesting to mm-hmm. see if they have well, these talk moments.
4: Well, just with to kind of go with what you're saying, didn't you say that Microsoft was trying to pigeonhole people into Game Pass Ultimate? 100%. They want. So them. what makes these 100%. Sony fans think that Microsoft isn't going to try to pigeonhole them into buying an Xbox or getting in the ecosystem the way they want them to?
2: exactly or if they really want the games put the put xbox game pass on playstation
4: like like that exactly that's what i'm just saying is like no matter what everybody who thinks that microsoft is not going to follow some exclusivity exclusivity route with bethesda or Zenimax and anything that they had they just tried to pigeonhole their own fans into game pass ultimate go go ahead sit down consider that Because no matter what, you are going to consume any Bethesda-related material in the way Microsoft wants you to. Well
2: said.
0: Definitely. And we've heard uh, talks from, who was it, Jim Ryan over at Sony that... They were so interested, or they are interested in doing some kind of a subscription service. Now they walked that back majorly. So I mean, obviously, I mean they'll have their own plans for doing things. Hey, as far as Nintendo goes, who I have no idea, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Google or Amazon have similar things in the works. But Microsoft's really getting ahead of the game with Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate. It's just a matter of transitioning their their base their player base their online base from this old antiquated service that's been around since what 2002 xbox live to this new standard of of uh this game library subscription service so it's going to take it's still going to take a little while but uh, you can see that they're trying to give this little nudge this little nudge in the game pass direction to move people over it's just ooh, this wasn't a good look but i'm happy to see them learn from this mistake and they reacted fast guys most companies most game divisions or divisions of companies do not react the way that microsoft did so props to phil spencer props to aaron greenberg and a few of the other guys there good stuff all around um but all right guys we will uh move on to another bit of news and multiple sources have been hinting at the past week or so that xbox has quite a few unannounced exclusive games for 2021 a dice developer made comments about it Windows Central's Jez Corden knows of two, but doesn't want to spoil any surprises. And even uh, reliable insider Clobriel has hinted at unannounced somethings. Tim, now we know Xbox has a lot coming, whether it be with their (laughs) internal studios or even the newer ones, the the ZeniMax editions, the Bethesda editions. Mm -hmm. Uh, What franchises or studios do you think that we'll hear from uh, later this year?
2: um i'm thinking wolfenstein 3 is going to be a game that comes out this year and i do think there's a possibility that starfield hits now if you look at Bethesda and their history uh they always release games um within the year so why would this year be any different um, i think the indiana jones thing is uh way uh, you know in the future um but uh yeah, I think that you have those, those two possibilities. Um, and if you look, at, like I said, at Bethesda, they have, like with Fallout 5, they announced that in June and they released February, uh, January, I'm sorry, November of that year. So they like to announce it when it's almost out of the oven. Uh, so when you look at that uh, scenario, you have those two games. You also have the situation with Forza. Um, I don't think Forza Motorsports ready, um, but I do think there is a possibility that you could get a Horizon. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be Um, cross-gen. And then you have Hellblade 2, which has been a a long time uh, in development. Uh, Compulsion's been working on a game for a while. I heard that they recently showed it off to Phil, and Phil was very impressed. Mm -hmm. Um, You have Psychonauts 2, we know about that one. But yes, uh, like I told you, and I've said on my other podcasts, 2021 is what I'm told is a huge year for Xbox. This is the year that they want to attach the uh, longtime subscribers, the ones who maxed out their Xbox Live and converted to Ultimate, and attach us to that $14.99 pay pay price, get us in the Netflix model. and uh you know they're going to they're going to probably hit us with un- announcements for this year and they're also going to hit us for future announcements they are loaded um and uh i'm actually thinking that they uh i i'm kind of kind of uh, a little fearful that they might go too far and uh when i say that they might really do stuff that like uh you know kind of puts them in a position where people are saying this is a monopoly um or they're they're changing the industry because they're getting so much possession of IPs um and future games uh, that are going to either be exclusive to their platform that it could uh you know it could cause a problem. One of the reasons why I believe and uh this this goes where I, I know that this for a fact they want to make it where and Sony's not even in the in their in their in their headlights. They they want to disenfranchise or they want to discourage Google and Amazon to the point where they say they, they just can't compete. To, Xbox is too far ahead. Okay. And uh yeah, this is the year. Um I expect it to be a big year. Um uh, the, the next big thing is the the, the february announcement of uh the the bethesda deal then we will get some clarity on exclusivity and then they're going to probably roadmap the uh announcements uh for the unannounced games like this topic i'm thinking we got two uh unannounced games you're also going to have halo and i think you're gonna have wolfenstein 3 and possibly starfield and might you know you're gonna have arc 2 possibly if that comes out uh and uh of another surprise, but in addition to that, you're going to get many announcements, or you know they, they might be, they might who knows? I mean, the, the they're at the point where they're they're scary to the point where you know they're going all in. They are eyeing mm-hmm. video gaming, and Sat- Satya is fully behind this. They got money, and uh, they know that they they kind of got Amazon on the ropes. Uh, and, and and google um because for the fact is, is that if you if those two don't compete they own the cloud space for the for the time sony is not in the cloud space they're planning to kind of get in there but again even when they do they'll be way behind so uh this is about uh the, the this year is critical as i'm told as i'm as i'm told and They're going to be guns blazing this whole year. So it's going to be a very interesting year. Mm, I
1: can't wait.
0: (laughs) Mm, Definitely. Well, I wouldn't be surprised about Forza Horizon 5 for sure, like you're saying. Uh, Forza Motorsport is definitely still in the oven. They're going to be taking their time with that. Seems like a franchise reboot for them. Starfield is... I'm still on the fence with Starfield. I still think it could come out next year, but we'll I, we'll definitely be hearing about it, I think, this year at uh, whatever event they have in place of E3. And yeah, Compulsion. Compulsion is another studio that's been very quiet. Very quiet. And to me, they've always been that dark horse pickup uh, for Microsoft. For their game studios, where ever since they bought them, they've been very quiet. They worked on DLC for We Happy Few, and you haven't heard very much. But they're going to be doing some very experimental things, I think. And yeah, good to
3: see Arcane. Arcane hasn't made other than like Deathloop, but I think that's from like a smaller team. So it's been a few years. Yeah, they have two team
1: teams are. over there. They got two teams. Yeah,
3: they got
0: they got two uh, Arcane studios, I believe. One in. <laughs> Uh, like it's gonna be yeah. a
3: stark difference from this past gen to this next gen when you just think of all those different talented studios that are gonna be eventually there's gonna be a game after game because they have so many studios coming out or that they own mm-hmm. no and that's correct Pass is gonna look like a st- more than it already does look like a stupid deal yeah. it's gonna make a ridiculous deal well yeah not
0: only well, that one of the- go ahead tim
2: no, I just wanted to say we brought up compulsion. And I'll give you a little insight on that. Um, I, I think I've mentioned it on the show, too, uh, you know, they, they've been very quiet, but they've been very uh, active in pushing that they want to be a bigger studio. They don't want to be a studio that's making filler games. And uh, they pushed to grow and uh, they might have. Been annoying people doing that because they didn't want to be the the studio that's not getting all these hires that you're saying, and they said that you know they really pushed themselves and uh you know they, they knew they're they're gonna have a new studio location that's gonna house up to hundred and twenty devs, and the good news is that when they showed Phil's game and I, when they showed Phil the game, uh, I think Phil might have been annoyed because they were pushing. Pushing so hard to to be grow to be bigger than they, what they were, and they wanted their voice to be heard. But when they showed their game, their voice was heard, and uh, heard that he was very impressed with it. So uh, that's a, another bit of good news is that these even these studios like Compulsion, they're organically growing, and they're you know they're 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 looking to be big. They're not looking to be what people said that you know Game Pass was going to be filled with. They didn't right. like that. They didn't mm-hmm. like that they were kind of uh, forgotten about. So, uh, you know, we've had them on 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 the show. Uh, the we had that the head guy. I, I forgot his name, but they are a very creative studio and like you said, a big dark horse. Watch out for them because I think they're going to have uh, some kind of crazy ass game coming, and we're going to be very happy. Mm.
1: I can't wait to see what they're working on, man.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, they, yeah, cause they did contrast and of course we happy few, so I could see them going for another deep narrative game. I would like to see something along the lines from them. Uh, like I, I don't want to say Bioshock, but something along those lines just because of the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, just because of the pedigree at the studio, I think a couple of them worked on Bioshock if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, I just, I, I just find them, a, I'm very interested in that studio uh will ken Levine
3: ken working on any games anybody uh, knows of-
0: yeah he's working on yeah.
3: something because he, he uh, formed a new game. studio uh,
1: yeah it was it was on the game awards i can't think of the name of it can anybody in the chat help us uh what was the name of it uh it was the two guys like in prison it was oh, it God. was a cgi trailer I, I can't think of the name of it damn
0: yeah, it's not coming to me at the moment. Uh, here, I'm just going to clean up some of these super chats. Uh, oh, Dirk Griggity, thank you very much, uh, buddy, for the $5 super chat. Uh, hit the like button. Very wise words there from our buddy Dirk. Uh, thanks, brother. Very cool, very cool. Oh, Infinite. We have a 19.99, uh, basically $20 super chat here from Infinite. Uh, I wasn't at all outraged over the price increase as it wouldn't have affected me however the barrier for entry for new players would have been an issue something I didn't think about Friday night yeah yeah I could see what you're saying there pal uh, definitely a little bit of a uh, barrier for people uh, just coming into the ecosystem oh and finally here uh, another five dollar super chat from dead planet uh very appreciated brother. I laugh when people claim games like Avowed, Perfect Dark, Fable, Hellblade are late 2023-2024 games. There's no way those aren't all out by 2023. Yeah, there's a couple... For the most part, I'd say those ones will... Well, some of those have been cooking for quite a while. I know... uh, What is it? Playground Games, they've been working on Fable for at least... A couple, you know, a few years already, at least three or four years. Uh Hellblade Two. Uh it's considering they already showed off a couple of things for that, I'd say it's pretty well into production. Perfect Dark. Um, we've heard rumblings about that for a while. And while well, I'm still not sure about avowed, I would say that's it's uh coming along nicely there. Alright. Oh the uh the game was a way out, but I'm not sure if that was Ken Levine now that I think no. about it.
1: The, no, no, I'm sorry. I got it mixed up. Uh I believe the game I'm I'm talking about is uh employee from Sledgehammer games, not uh not Ken Levine, I'm sorry. I still oh, can't think of the game.
0: <laughs> I oh you're I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, sorry. The uh the guy doing that like space horror game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got it mixed up. I'm sorry about
0: that. Uh, sorry, yeah, I forget the name off the top of my head, but it does look really interesting. And... Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, it's kind of weird, too, because isn't it supposed to be based in... Uh... I want to the say The PUBG
1: universe or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, that really threw me off. I'm like, wait, what? That doesn't sound. I still
1: right. can't think of the name, but I'm still trying to find the name of this game. Uh, <laughs> I
0: yeah, yeah okay. keep working at it, guys, and somebody in the chat, uh, help him out. That'd be great. Uh, we'll transition into our next topic while we're at it, uh, onto something that we actually touched on a bit last week on last week's show. And very recently, Ninja Gaiden creator or director uh, Tamanabu Itagaki has stated that he's returned to games with a brand new studio. Now, during an interview, he was asked if he would consider working with Microsoft again in the future. And Itagaki said he'd be honored to work with them again. And he states that, <clears throat> and I quote, I would start... I would start again with questions that I made to Seamus Blackley two decades ago. Back then, I asked him, Are you confident that you will beat the PS2? And he said, Yes, Xbox is called Project Midway, and I'll gain supremacy with it. That's why I trusted him and actually created Xbox-exclusive games for about 10 years. Uh, 20 years have passed since then, and I established my own company, Itagaki Games which is not Tecmo or Valhalla. I know Microsoft is still aggressive, and if they reach out to me, it will be an honor for me. So, guys, after his comments, I've got quite a few questions, but I'm curious what obviously other panel members think here shockley i know you had touched on this a bit last week but what do you make of itagaki's comments do you think that he's throwing out a lure to xbox hoping they listen or you know could they already be in discussion here
3: yeah i mean i don't know if he's throwing out a lure because i think that just came out of the blue because the person that you know that was interviewing him happened to ask that question um, but yeah, I mean, I think he'd be a great fit. He kind of, he was a big reason or a big part of the OG Xbox. Like it's kind of, it's look, it's, um, I don't know. It's kind of like swag or, you know, <laughs> if you will, um, with, you know, Dead or Lives franchise, um, as well as the Ninja Gaiden. So those like mature games that kind of, you know, Xbox was a built around when they first came in, um, So I think that would just be a great fit. Another, you know, legend, you know, in the gaming space under their belt where they have, the you know, the father of Resident Evil with Tango Gameworks. And then they would have Itagaki. Again, like I stated last week, uh, he was six for six top quality games um, when he was actually had a, you know, big publisher as when he was in-house with Namco. The only time there was even uh, mediocre, if you would say like a bad game, was when he was, you know, having to manage probably a studio on his own, you know, have to, you know, you have to maybe cut some corners or, like, okay, I have to meet this deadline. I have to get this out. I have to pay my staff. I have to make sure the doors stay open, too. So there might be some, you know, things you have to cut. Um, And and some people really like that game, Devil's Third, just because it was kind of different what it was trying to do. But it may have been able to, you know, really hit a better mark Had that, you know, had a full funding of Microsoft saying, hey, you know, have the staff that you want. You know, money's not really, you know, within reason, an object. Um, So I think he would be just a great, I mean, if you just think about it, Dead or Alive that he created and then made a spinoff from one of those characters making, revitalizing the Ninja Gaiden IP into what it was, into a game of the year um, you know, quality game with that first release. Second one was still solid. And then you saw the drop-off with Team Ninja when they tried to go with uh, Dead or Live and Ninja Gaiden, and they plummeted. Like, mm-hmm. as far as, like, in quality, you just saw a noticeable difference. Uh, but, yeah, I think he'd be a great uh, great get. I think he can still... He has some... I'm sure he has a lot of pull and a lot of uh, partnerships with people, say, in, like, Japan. So he could, you know get a team together hey i have the backing i have the funding i can get some of the people maybe that he was working with that you know left team ninja um and really make a quality game i I would want him to make you know not like oh unless he has something crazy to go on it with the i don't really need him to make a fighting game or like a another action ninja game i mean i wouldn't i'd be all for it but uh I i would say whatever his creativity leave him you know up to that and see what he can make out of it. So um, not like say, Hey, make us a, you know, Ninja Gaiden clone or like a Neo clone or something like that. Um, So that's, I mean, that's where I'm, I stand on it. Uh, I think he's going to be a great pickup and, you know, let him, let his creativity uh, go because he, I mean, he's, uh, he's quality every time, you know, every time you give him the funding, he nails it. So. All
0: right. All right. Yeah, he does have a great relationship with Xbox. Obviously, he in his statement he he's very open about the relationship that he had, and just I don't know, he seems to really like their platform and where Microsoft was going, even in the beginning. The mm. one thing I would say though is his mystery studio. Um, back in 2017, he did announce that he had a a new studio already based in Rome after all this, uh, after Devil's Third and whatnot, and the stuff was going on with Valhalla. Um, And he was quiet. Like, he didn't really say much about anything. There was no info about a game. And, again, now we're just hearing about a studio. So, obviously, he's been working. He's been working on something all this time, I would imagine. So... I'm just very... I, th- I think the studio is actually co- called Itagaki Games from what he's stating. I tried looking some stuff up on my own. Nothing really came up. So I just... I find it very curious that he keeps, he keeps stating that there's a studio, but there's no information on it. So I'm, I'm just kind of wondering if Xbox is funding, like, a secret Itagaki studio at this point. <laughs> could be. <laughs> could be. It could very well be. <laughs> um, you know, the... Uh, my conspiracy... That's guy. actually...
4: Go ahead. That's not impossible, considering uh, Scorn put out that they had a quotation mark uh, an anonymous donor that all of a sudden funded their game from you know the basically an anonymous individual gave them all the money they needed to basically get Scorn going and out and look at that Scorn's all of a sudden on the series X. Just mm. saying. Mm hmm.
0: That's right. Ooh, Tim Dog here adding uh, to the chat with the super chat of five bucks Xbox Series X. Damn straight, brother. Xbox, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Xbox Series well, so, X. Um, That's
1: right. You
2: got to show just, some love. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, one of the things I want to point out, even though it's not part of the topics, it was nice also uh, that we got our first big uh, multi plat win. Um, With Hitman 3, native 4K, um, and uh, tools, there's a lot of people joking around, uh, seem to uh, be uh, definitely improving. And um, I know that they had a big meeting um, recently, and uh, they are moving forward. And uh, I think that we will probably start seeing that trend to start up where Xbox kind of takes these plats um especially in the future um and really uh notably when um they start using stuff like uh uh you know um a vrs tier two and tier one um when that stuff uh you consider that they they had a pretty big win with hitman 3 and vrs wasn't even used um is to say something i think that uh you know, the beginning, uh, the, the first month uh, with the these face-offs and them not performing as well. Um, you know, like I said, we talk to these people on Xbox, sometimes we behind closed doors. And, you know, uh, it, basically what I was told was they were a little behind. And uh, mm-hmm. it's good to see that they might even be a little more ahead of where... Uh, you know that uh, you know where they have been because, from what I was told, that there was the GDK gets updated, um, you know, and uh, it gets updated two times usually one in the spring, one in the uh, recently I guess that they just got a GDK update, and uh, you know, so uh, that's good to hear. Like I said, I think they were, you know, they were thinking that they were going to be behind for a little. Um, and I was told to wait, um, but it was nice to see that they uh, they had such a big win. It was the biggest gap yet in multi-plats. Uh, native 4K had one drop or a couple of drops in very specific areas, and um, even Digital Foundry said it wasn't worth lowering the resolution because it's so... Um, small of an area, and so so uh, you know, twenty hours of playing the game, and you have one spot, you know, where it drops a little. Uh, is definitely uh, commendable considering that they were native 4K, Sony was 1800P, and they also had higher shadows, so uh, higher quality shadows. So, big win, and um, you know, props to Xbox Series X for showing uh, its 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 power.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm, definitely. I'll agree too. Yeah,
0: I'll have to agree too with Dirt here as well. Um, because yeah, with these updated kits, updated tools, you're definitely seeing Xbox Series X, uh, start to outperform now. And uh, with the more mature tools and just uh, you know, having the developers being able to spend more time on the game, so uh thankfully we're starting to see the fruits of all that so uh yeah man that's a yeah. win it's a win for xbox for sure xbox series x um yeah. just to touch on itagaki just for a little bit more um do you think he's i, I know i think shockley had touched on this but do you guys think he's a really good fit for xbox game studios just because or is he like a guy that needs more freedom <sighs> For his uh, work, just because, yeah. like, I look at Kojima, right, and the uh, the stress, and you know, uh, the fallout with uh, oh, who was it, uh, Konami, and then I wow. look at what Itagaki had, and there was a fallout with Tecmo. I think there was a lawsuit involved in there as well. It's very well documented. So I'm just mm-hmm. kind of wondering. As much as I would like Itagaki to come to Xbox Game Studios, and I, he's definitely willing to work with them. Um do you guys think that he would cherish that independence more than being possibly being a part of Xbox game Studios
1: yeah. uh I would say probably and, and if I was Xbox, I mean maybe because he does have some controversy to him, uh you know that follows him a little bit um maybe he is that type of guy that needs to filter but. I'm not sure if he fits, like you said, Xbox Game Studios. He's definitely mm-hmm. a talented guy. Maybe Xbox would do something like, yeah, make a game and we'll see how it does. <laughs> if it does great, um, then maybe we can bring you on board. But I I will kind of play it by ear also, you know, if you really be honest about it. Uh, just my opinion. But he's definitely a talented guy with the games he made in the past uh his style of game definitely fits in xbox um game studios to be honest with you you know because they have a variety of games and they want to have a lot of different games in game pass and so he definitely fits as far as his game uh, hit the type of games that he's made in the past but i don't know maybe you know we'll see what he you know just do a first like one game see what's going on with it see how it does and then maybe xbox will offer him something afterwards
3: if anything, him and, like, Kojima would be right at home with Game Pass. I mean, look look what they've taken uh, shots on with uh, Bleeding Edge and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, you know, survival game. <laughs> oh, grounded. Like, there's no way those games, there's no way anything they, even Kojima creates uh, with Death Stranding is going to be more out there than probably some of the, just, like, who would have thought, you know, Honey, the Shrunk, or Honey, the Kids, uh, or whatever they Grounded, <laughs> stumbling over. It. Grounded. <laughs> yeah, grounded. Yeah. I, can, I, well, I never like played well, it, maybe. so I, I couldn't quite remember. But like, they'd be right at home to like test your crazy, like Death Stranding. Everybody on Game Pass gets to try it, then they probably would have tried it. Versus, yeah, sixty dollars. Like, uh, yeah. this kind of looks, you know, boring. From great, but maybe I'll give it a try because it looks weird, and and then people would have got into it more. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well,
2: for me. Well, with a it, it, taggy um itagagi i think I, i'm sorry if i butchered his name um he uh i think he's working on a multi-plat and um uh, i would be this is like uh, first Batman playstation game he's ever made <laughs> yeah i i think though that with him i think he just needs to land on his feet kind of show that he's back uh you know back working and making game and then uh then look at him in in an aspect he always loved Xbox um he always
3: hated PlayStation yeah. it was weird he was like I'm making this yeah. game for Sega Saturn it's not going to PlayStation <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah so um for me though I think he he just needs to kind of get himself uh you know put his uh get himself started and um get himself back in there and uh you know learn the ropes and um he's definitely a talented guy and uh, listen, uh, Ninja Gaiden, uh, if, if they somehow, even if it's a multi plat, um, they got to. I would really love to see a new next gen, you know, crazy ray trace right. <laughs> uh, Ninja Gaiden. So uh, I'm hopeful, but um, he's a really nice guy and it's something to look at. Uh, like I said, Xbox is uh, pretty much. Um, actively looking to bolster uh game pass and uh looking for ips and studios so you never you never can throw it away but like i said for the meantime i just think that he needs to kind of get himself back in the in in you know back in the you know back working and and showing that he can make a game because devils 3 was uh interesting uh it, it it was a failure but it was a decent game and uh it, it had qte it didn't have qtes um i think that that was one of the problems with the, a lot of people complained it wasn't fat, fast action but um I, like i said i would just love to see a hack and slash uh by him in the future once you know he gets himself situated and and uh again he is a great person and uh, great uh, talent and uh, definitely somebody to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, Tim, uh, well spoken there. Like, either way, I just, it's nice that to have a Japanese developer that is really into the Xbox platform and the ecosystem. And it's very encouraging, especially when you look at the way that Microsoft has been aggressive with the, trying to get studios and. Again, a lot of Japanese developers have said um, on the side that Microsoft is actively looking for uh, Japanese or Asian content. So, you know, it's just something to keep an eye on. Until then, uh, Itaka, Ita, Itagaki's a very talented dev, and I again, I hope his first game is... Uh, I, I hope that it's, uh, you know does well I hope you know whenever he shows it off so I'm looking forward to see what he has in store um all right fellas we will move on to some other bits of news and this past week Ninja Theory dropped a new developer update for Project Mara the video showed off the apartment environment and the technology being utilized for the game and so far, I'll admit, I'm impressed by the little glimpses that we've been seeing. It's eerie, It's uh, especially with the photorealism that they're going for, and it's going to be a spooky game. So I'm very curious, especially, again, with the tech that's going into this. Uh, Centurion, what do you think of the game, uh, how it's shaping up so far? What do you think of the technology behind this?
4: This game looks like track. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I couldn't even. Take that <laughs> no, man, actually now check this out. I actually went a little bit deeper on this, but that's just because I guess I'm whacked. So I wanted to kind of really know how they were doing this. I watched the video. I read the articles. Cause I mean, this looks absolutely amazing. So to put this into, I guess like a little breakdown, they are digitally mapping an entire apartment that exists. Um, and they are doing this by using LIDAR technology. Uh, LIDAR, uh, if you don't know, uh, is primarily used for mapping the Earth. Um, it's used very heavily um, when it comes to, like, archaeology, because it's it's basically essentially beaming lasers down on, on the forest or whatever. And because of what lasers do, they can penetrate. And so they can digitally remove things, and you can actually see the ground with no foliage. And... It's kind of interesting. I read an article that was all the way back in 2014 about how they're using video games in LiDAR because um, uh, consumers who would use LiDAR, like mining companies or anybody that would actually use LiDAR, wanted to be able to use it in real time. And they used video games because video games were able to produce the images in about 30 to 40 frames a second for um, somebody to actually use the information and go down and move through it and actually stream LiDAR. And that's where they kind of got the idea to reverse the idea and use LiDAR to create the game. And that's how they scanned this entire apartment into existence. And I guess it's so precise that they are going to literally have dust and particles on the floor because that's where they got into when you stare at a piece of wood traditionally it's a flat surface in gaming but when you get closer to it you realize that there's actually three-dimensional texture to any surface so that's where they're starting to map these textures in and when i saw some of the images i was completely mind blown and the fact that they are going to have uh uh what is a Um, procedurally generated dust and particles on the floor. I'm completely shocked right now. Um, A lot of people are trying to say this is going to be probably a demo. It is an experimental game. This is what they call an experimental game. This is going to be something that we can interact with and this is not going to be something that is, you know, showed with some flash or dash in a stream to show off some next gen image. I mean, engine. Uh, cause I do like the comparison that the project Mara is going to be something that a gamer can go in and actually see the future of at least Ninja theory. This is like this. They said, this is technology that they have crafted for themselves. Uh, some of it was invented by their developers to be able to do this. And this is technology that they are going to use forward in all of their productions, according to the guy who's doing, um, project Mara.
0: Yeah. Uh, just to add on to that too, they have a lot of ambitions for this technology, as you alluded to. I even, I think I read about how Project Myra, they're ex- they're doing so much exp- experimental stuff with this game that they're essentially trying. They m- are essentially trying to create a like a new game genre in itself. From the sounds of it, oh,
4: dude, so here's the funny part. I really feel that they are really creating a good setup for a potential paranormal activity-style game. A game where literally it takes place in one apartment. I made the comparison uh, last night on the SHOP podcast. I had the good fortune of actually being able to meet some of the producers at Fade to Black Films at the time of their their height when they created uh, the original Saw movie. And the one thing that the producers loved about Saw... Uh, was that technically you are watching a movie where three quarters of it technically takes place in one room with two guys chained to the walls on either side of the room. It's not a very big set. It's not a very huge production value when it comes to location but the value you can put in there and that's where i really see ninja theory they're going to put a lot of value into this one little apartment and when you're playing this game if they go like a paranormal activity route just imagine walking by and seeing a reflection on a counter of something that is there and then you go to take a double take and it's gone i mean we know ninja theory likes to mess with your mind (laughs) so like and the thing is because they're going to be doing dust particles and stuff like that, you could also make it feel like there's an apparition moving around the house that you can't physically see but you know it's there and we really, I actually think this is probably going to be the future of VR
3: Mm.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow, that's really scary if you think about that
0: (laughs) Well, yeah Oh
1: man Go ahead Uh,
2: No, one of the things is that we talk about, um Xbox and how their studios are sharing technology, um, whether it be uh, Forza Tech uh, between Playground Studios and and uh, Turn Ten, um, uh, you know. And this is going to be another thing that I think that they they can push out not only for themselves, uh, like uh, Satorian says, it could be um, you know assets or, or other other occasions because uh, they they are definitely pushing for xbox to um you know the studios to work with each other and to share technology and um this uh is going to be a technology that i think that uh you might not only see in project mara but you possibly could see it in other games and uh that type of sharing and that type of uh you know um cohesiveness between the studios is another thing that Xbox is trying to push uh, the boundaries. So um, Mm. keep an eye out for this one. Uh, I think Hellblade 2 is going to set a, uh, you know, I think it's going to set a bar for graphics, and I cannot wait to see it. either. And can I say something about Project Mara? Um,
1: Mm. I think this game is going to be amazing. One, it might be short might be a short ex- experience but i'm gonna tell you guys something i know this game takes place in one apartment but pt was a demo from what 2014 and that was in one hallway pretty much and yep. mm-hmm. that was scary as hell it was <laughs> that was a scary demo it was one hallway uh a, a one bathroom it was scary i I'm just like from the graphics, from the technology they're using for this game or whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but the realism that this game, I mean, the sync, just that screenshot of the sync, you know, once it's real, once it's in engine. That's going to be crazy if that game's going to look that realistic and we're going to be in this one apartment and it's a horror game. Oh, man, I, I can't wait for it, to be honest with you. Mm
0: hmm. And I'm right there with you because I I really like my horror games, my spooky games. Uh, I don't know if I turn the lights off for it, but <laughs> honestly, though, like just to yeah. set the mood, but. It's uh, the technology like I mean when you hear Centurion list off all these little things when you talk about like the dust and the grime that they're adding in there and then you just think about the photorealism that's going into the Ooh. game and uh, you know you think somebody's watching you and there's an apparition around or just whatever it may be. Um, it kind of makes me wonder okay we're talking about visuals what they're going to be doing with even sound as well right? So Right.
2: All
1: right. Oh, yeah. right, you think about Hellblade how the sound? Yeah, I man, yeah. I, I think about mm-hmm. that. I think about that. You're right about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, Ninja Theory—they're a very experimental studio. They're a very talented studio, as we know. Uh, they over over the past few years, they do things that they might not have the budget for, but they they just do very unique and interesting things with the details in their games and what they have now that they're with xbox game studios i'm just excited to see what they can do with a full budget behind them and not having to worry about again any of the problems associated with dev costs so the fact that they can put the all their energy into just making good games I'm stoked. Like, they can take their time with this. I mean, it, it, it does seem like a little bit of a pet project to them alongside, uh, you know, obviously they're going full hardcore into Hellblade 2's anyways saga, which I am really excited for. I think they're going to actually, speaking of which, I don't know if anybody saw, but the, uh, uh, the girl that does the motion cap, I forget her name, uh, anyways uh she posted...
1: melina Jurgen.
0: yes that's correct yeah. uh she posted something i believe i can't remember if it was on like twitter or instagram I but saw it, yeah yeah she was decked out in the uh senua makeup so i don't know i, I, I get the feeling that we may hear something from uh ninja theory and hellblade uh, too soon
1: so yeah But Uh, definitely, like they should definitely be showing some gameplay this year because I don't know if the game is coming next year, but they should be showing some gameplay definitely this
2: year. They've been working on it for a while, and uh, they also have hired um, a a pretty amount of people. I mean, when considering what they did with uh, you know basically 15 people um, with Hellblade, uh, you know, uh, they had mentioned that. Um, they are looking, it it is definitely a triple A scale. Uh, they are looking to do it. Uh, they have pretty much doubled, uh, the, there's about 40 people working on it, but the thing about them is, is they use technology, um, that's so sophisticated that you're getting triple A types of, uh, scale because of the technology that they're using. And, uh, yeah, experimental studio, I think somebody was saying, Um, they're another one. It's just great to see, uh, you know, Xbox has 23 studios, but they're so diversified when you talk about compulsion, um, you know, and and the narrative that they could push um, or, you know, um, Ninja Theory, which, you know, uh, they're doing types of stuff like this, you know, entering things like mental health. And attaching it to video games and uh really pushing limits. Uh 2, like I said, watch out for that one. Um, I think that, that that game could come out, wow us graphically, uh put it on a different level, be a 90-rated Metacritic, uh, you know, uh awesome game that uh once again we Xbox gamers uh get game day one on Game Pass, which is just like just so fun to talk just doing this podcast and all the things that we you know think about and you know wonder if this guy could come to xbox studios and all the stuff it is such an exciting time for xbox um because of this type of stuff they Uh you know their studios you could say what you want they they had they had a rough time and you know it's not 2018 anymore people can't you can't say this and this type of stuff they they got 35 teams (laughs) Uh, you know making video games there's going to come a point where you're going to be inundated with video games and they're going to be awesome and uh, you know they're going to be a ton of variety you know like this is not the same template uh, game you know Uh, whether it be a you know people call out Sony for having the same type of game whether they're they are great and they do a great job but you got to give Xbox some kudos here I you're getting every type of uh, game you can imagine. Uh, you know, you're even getting RTSs, The Age of Empires, which I'm told is going to come to console as well. Uh, you know, you're getting everything, and and it's a it's a testament to what Xbox's game studios is pushing. And uh, you know, the future is is uh, it's it's still it's growing, and you know, it's crazy to think what's going to come about and. Like I said this is this year watch this year I think there's more announcements to come. Mm.
0: Yeah, I'm nice. still I'm still uh blown away just by the Bethesda Zenimax announcement back in September. I'm I still can't believe, I still can't believe they closed that <laughs> off. Oh yeah. man. I know a lot of people are keeping an eye on some kind of an investors call on either Monday or Tuesday if I'm not mistaken and some people think there might be some news there uh maybe guys i saw some people in the chat mention uh that i i mean i wouldn't hold did anybody breath.
3: think that when they announced this xbox live gold going to 120 that that was like possibly gonna disrupt the is it a max deal since it's not inked yet <laughs> mm. um, no. just because you saw well, like they're... hey what people are they doing are... they're just going completely left field with playing online well yeah. us developers we want to make online games some of them
2: Right. Well, I think the Baldy move shows that they possibly could be going all exclusive with these Bethesda games. Um, But um, from what I've heard, they want to nail this deal down by February. And uh, once that deal gets knocked out, the Bethesda, and and it's solidified, we'll have a lot more clarity. And I do believe that, you know, that's the time when they really start you know pushing whether it's there they're, they're going to tell us they're going to have virtual shows uh i don't think they'll be an e3 they're going to have uh they they have a mandate that they will have no public uh you know type of get-togethers uh, until august of 2021 um, so I think that E3, well, I heard E3 is done altogether, but, um, for the future too. Um, but I think that we possibly could have something in XO, uh, in 21, maybe in, in, you know, uh, uh, out, you know, in, in you know, uh, Gamescom around that time. Um, but they're also going to have other shows and they're going to have showcases, And uh, we're going to learn a lot, like I said this year. Like I I can't reiterate, they said this is the critical year. They want to solidify to all of us that we, you want to be embedded, and you want to be, you want to be a part of Xbox Game Studios moving forward. And listen, if you ever get, you're getting a game where you're getting the promise of a game every other month and they're triple a and high quality and they're indiana jones and starfields and elder Scrolls six and halo and blah blah blah. uh yeah you know you're saving money and in, 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 when you when it comes to it uh when it comes down right to it because you know you're only paying 15 dollars and these games even though they're 60 dollars uh you know that all adds up and when you're getting 10 games let's say and the value of that is five hundred dollars let's say uh the 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 ultimate pays for itself and then some
0: oh yeah it totally does tim um yeah i can't argue against that um but yeah guys um we will move on to our last topic of the evening now and for Fallout New Vegas 2 is something that's been requested by Fallout fans for a while now. In fact, I think I saw Pong soul there in the chat kind of mention it. Um, and it seems like it could very well be coming. Now, according to a very well-known Valve insider named uh, Tyler McVicker, I think he also go- went by a few other names, he's... Uh, Well, he's known as being a reliable insider with, like, Valve stuff and a few other things. He teased some info um, that he got about some projects. And he states that he expects Fallout New Vegas 2 to release uh, somewhere in the latter half of this decade. So, like, 2025 or 2030. I mean, I think that... That's pretty far off, but hey, who knows what uh, kind of plans are in store with there with uh, Bethesda games. He went on further saying that Fallout 5 is way, way off and that uh, Elder Scrolls 6 is expected to, well, the ballpark is around 2026, 2027, and Starfield is slated for about a year from now, from what he understands. Now, guys... We'll take this all with a grain of salt, of course, but it is interesting that this has come up, and I'll keep this open to whoever wants to chime in on, but if there is a Fallout New Vegas 2, for example, in the works, do you guys think that Obsidian would be taking the reins on that IP again, especially now that Microsoft owns both the studio and the IP?
1: I think they will. I mean, if this is true, I think Obsidian, they will be the team to, you know, because they, they already have multiple projects in, in the works, so I'm sure another one wouldn't wouldn't hurt those guys. And plus, you know, they did part one, so I think it's only right for them to do part two. Um, plus, you know, like you said, Microsoft owns Obsidian, mm-hmm. but there's the end and the IP. So, yeah, I would think they would be the studio that would do it. <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: Mhm. I mean, I think that would make a lot of sense. They're one with the history on that. Uh I guess we got to look at what they have cooking up, right? Obsidian. They have avowed that's their next big game in the works, their next big RPG. Uh they also they're working on. I think they got what was it? The Outer Worlds DLC. They're still finishing up that and they're more than likely working on The Outer Worlds too They have probably a prototyping team working on that on the side. Um, I know that the studio has grown a lot in the last couple of years since Microsoft uh, acquired them. I could see them having a team on the side. I know it was rumored that one of the guys uh, who, uh, what was it, directed the original New Vegas game. I think he has a team working on something on the side. So I would say it is possible. It would just be a a while off for a Fallout New Vegas game, but I know that it had quite the community involved in it. It was very... Uh, even though it had a ton of bugs and there, I remember all the issues that came up with it. It had... Like a lot of fanfare to it, I've had guys come up to me about, oh, I, you know, Fallout New Vegas 2 It's fantastic. I keep replaying it. Um, so there is that. But the only thing I find off here is Fallout Five. It seems pretty far off listed here, not like coming in the next decade. I don't know. I don't. Th- I personally don't think that's realistic, especially for a, a big title like that. Um, Fallout Five. I could. I could see it coming out like right like maybe a year or two after the next Elder Scrolls game, but we still have really no information on that. It's just I can't see Microsoft buying these IP and then just waiting to release them very slowly like that. I have a feeling that they have a ton of plans in mind for Fallout, for Elder Scrolls and all that, and I think they definitely want to to build upon these titles. I mean, you guys in the chat, let me know what you think on that. Uh, Thomas P says, Obsidian plans for a Fallout Los Angeles after New Vegas, if I uh, recall correctly. Oh, that would be kind of interesting. I mean, Centurion, would be cool if you could have a Fallout Phoenix kind of game going on there?
4: Oh, my God, dude. And the first <laughs> thing they would do would just be, like, survival, like, survival that game. Be like, And you'd be constantly thirsty, looking for sunblock.
0: Yeah, so it'd be kind of like Vegas. Yeah. <laughs>
4: right and kind of like vegas but man i don't know man i sometimes i sometimes wonder if uh it doesn't get as hot down there if it does like it does here because we just have so much asphalt
0: oh yeah very true yeah thomas says yeah they got a vowed grounded josh sawyer project uh brandon adler project uh the Outer Worlds DLC, The Outer Worlds Two pre-production, yeah, they do seem a little full at the moment. Um, it might be a ways off. I mean, I'm sure as much as a lot of fans would like a Fallout New Vegas Two, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, Obsidian would be fantastic. The Helmet. Oh, what about this? What about uh, In Exile? Would you uh, give them a Fallout title like New Vegas? Because they're working on something. The they're working on something pretty big
2: yeah they're working on their own triple mm. um and I think that they're taking a a big leap with that so uh i like uh, like you said, they're kind of full at the moment uh to the person in the chat that was uh you know giving that info it was very good um kind of hard to say, but yeah, you know uh and as far as those dates though I don't know I don't think that that's mm-hmm. realistic. Uh, or he really knows hmm. um you know twenty twenty six he's saying <laughs> it's like five years i mean yeah you know you you're not even talking pre you know that's it's just crazy but um yeah I think it's a great idea but it'd be uh it's a little it's a little uh tough at the moment um but yeah I think that they're definitely looking for studios to work with each other like i said so it is possible i just don't think it's I don't think it's on the plate right now. It's definitely something that could be considered, but it would make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on there, Tim. I mean, as much as, like, I think, again, they want to utilize these IP, and they are coming. I mean, obviously, we know that Elder Scrolls Six is on the way, but it will take a little while. It's a few years off. Uh, Starfield is definitely coming within a year or two, I would say. Uh, Whether, I mean, I think it's going to be exclusive, but... uh, We'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, I know a lot of people are pumped for that. Uh, yeah, as far as a new Fallout, mainline Fallout game, Fallout 5, it I would say sooner rather than later. They're not waiting a bloody decade for that. I just thought it was an interesting thing that came up, that popped up recently. You guys in the chat definitely let me know what you think about when we'll get the next Fallout, possibly the next... Uh, new vegas title or what kind of a spinoff you'd like to see i think uh, there's all kinds of room there to grow the ip and i and i bet you microsoft and bethesda have a lot of plans for that um okay guys i think on that note we'll end things off on uh, that topic and we'll start closing things off well done, uh, show tonight, gentlemen. Uh, we covered the crazy news on Xbox Gold, uh, the pricing reversal there. Hopefully, they learned from their lesson on that. I know Phil and the team, um, they jumped on that quickly. Bravo, Phil. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Aaron, and all the guys there on leadership. Uh, I know it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, you know, that's something that was more corporate, but uh, we appreciate that you listened and, uh, you know, we appreciate that the uh, free-to-play is also coming too and uh, getting removed from the paywall, so uh, bravo for that. And uh, what else did we discuss? We discussed some game game rumors, secret games, of course, unannounced games, Itagaki wanting to work with Xbox again, and a few other t- topics. Again, a really massive shout-out to all the viewers and commenters that turned uh, turned up live in the chat and i hope you all enjoyed tonight's show drop a like and share this out to show your support guys you were fantastic very lively chat tonight now let's get straight into the outros and i'll start with our guest for the evening uh dirt thank you for joining us tonight we had a really great chat with you and we appreciate your thoughts your commentary uh really great stuff tonight man where can all our viewers follow you at
1: uh well first off thank you for the invite man i had a great time and um check out uh dirt grigety my youtube channel um you know i have a podcast on monday evenings at 6 30 eastern time called weebly green xbox podcast yeah you know we're just a pro xbox channel and um you know uh, a pro xbox podcast and my channel is a pro xbox channel so if you're an xbox fan stop by man and Listen to some videos, listen to some podcasts. If you like it, you think it's decent enough, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, yeah, but thanks again for the invite. I had a great time.
0: Yeah, of course, brother. And yeah, guys, definitely check out his content. He does videos on uh, various games uh, gaming topics especially xbox topics and the host of the wee league green podcast which happens each monday evening um all right moving on to the rest of the emerald crew now and uh tim dog hey buddy uh great show tonight uh, where can all of our followers find you at
2: uh you can find me on XCloud, uh on x cloud on twitter uh x cloud, tim dog Uh, great show, Dirt. Uh, awesome. Uh, definitely subscribe to uh, his channel. Uh, it's awesome stuff. Great podcast, great person in general. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, you can find me on Twitter. I also do RDX uh, Tuesday nights, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and uh, great show. I've been playing Yakuza and uh i'm definitely recommended i'm on the fourth chapter and uh having a great time but uh good night fellas uh great job see you next week
0: yeah that's right tim good stuff i actually i gotta jump into the yakuza myself i got like a dragon there on the backlog so uh gotta fire that up soon uh centurion pal where can everybody follow you
4: oh man thanks for another amazing show gentlemen it's been a really fun sunday night and it was good to definitely talk with you dirt and also fun to do another show with you once again um for those interested if you want to find me you can find me at centurion 1307 on youtube twitter and xbox live you can also find me right here every sunday night on txr and I do the shop podcast with Mister PTK Blam and the rest of the amazing guys over there every Saturday night as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Another very good uh, community show right there. You should definitely check them out if you got a free Saturday evening. And moving on down the list, uh, Shockley Buddy, uh, really, really good uh, commentary tonight, brother. Where can everybody follow you at?
3: Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter. Easy Shock on Xbox Live or PSN. Um, And let me know if if you're ever trying to get into the uh, retro gaming scene as far as like, you know, just playing some of those old consoles and the best way to do it. You can definitely hit me up for that info. Um, But yeah, thanks for stopping by.
0: Yeah. Shockley's got some crazy videos going on with the retro gaming. Uh, very insightful guy when it comes to that stuff, so definitely hit, hit him up if uh, you he know, got some questions on uh, all the classics. And, of course, uh, to close this off, I'm Invader Gaming, and you can find my content over on YouTube and BitChute at Invader Gaming. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you here next Sunday. Take it easy, everyone, and have a good night. Later.